You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Nerds! Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. Welcome into Loho Daily. I'm Loho, a.k.a. Lawrence Holmes. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. I've been sitting on doing this podcast for a little while because there's a phenomenon that I don't quite understand. And over the last couple days, last few days, because I think it started this last week, with something that I read, I don't understand why people, why some people are in the camp of the Cubs need to trade Chris Bryant. Or they don't understand how great of a player Chris Bryant actually is. It really bothers me. And if you know, notice on the show, I joke about Chris Bryant all the time. I joke about how you know, there was the the whole story back in the, the last year before free agency started in baseball. Well, Bryce Harper's totally coming to the Cubs because he has a dog named Wrigley. So I've been joking that Chris Bryan has a dog named Comiskey. And that's how he's going to end up on the White Sox. What I don't understand is people's inability to recognize his greatness. I, re- I don't get it. Like, since he's been a Cub, he is a career 25.1 war. Are you kidding me? His, his career slash line is 284, 385, 516. And even in a season that a lot of people would uh, love to say is down, he was right on his numbers. He was right on his numbers. Last year, 282, 382, 521 for an OPS of 903. And again, his OPS overall in his career is 901. This is an elite player. Elite. Not just okay, not pretty good, elite player. And for some reason, I'm trying to figure out like what it is that he's missing that makes people react to him the way that I've seen them react to him. Like the idea that he's not clutch, even though that has been debunked over and over again. And most recently by Patrick Mooney in The Athletic, who did a great piece on Bryant, where he talked about what his numbers are with runners in scoring position and what his numbers are close and late. I just don't understand it. He seems to have everything that you would possibly want in a player. He represents your franchise well. If you believe in all the old school like Moneyball stuff, he's got good face. He's handsome. He's a really good defender. And he produces offensively. He doesn't bring any sort of shame to your franchise. You never have to worry about his professionalism ever. He's probably your second best base runner on the team. Because I think Javi is... 
on another planet, even though Javi will run into outs. If you go back to the Cubs winning the World Series, go just go back and look at a couple of games from that series and look at Chris Bryant's ability to run the bases in that series. I don't understand it. I've had so many arguments with people on the air. Like I remember this guy even last year talking to me about how after he won MVP in 2016 that, you know, his numbers went down. When the truth is is in the 2017 season, his numbers were actually better. In 2016, he won MVP 292, 385, 554. Okay? For an OPS of 939, on base plus slugging of 939. And I get that that's not a perfect stat. His OPS plus was 146. In 2017, while his home runs did go down in 2017, his doubles and triples went up. He slashed 295, 409, 537 for an OPS of 946. His OPS plus was down. It was 142. But you're talking about almost exactly the same player from the year he won the MVP to the year where he finished seventh in MVP voting. He's a three-time All-Star for whatever you you hold that in in reverence to. He's just a, a... of elite player that's on your team that doesn't that doesn't rock the boat that doesn't cause any waves and I've seen people be more than happy with allowing Chris Bryant to move on and part of the reason is that they feel like because his agent is Scott Boris that he's not going to resign with the Cubs a couple things here number 1 The agent works for the player. It's not the other way around. I know people like to, and I'm sure that Boris in some cases enjoys the idea of being the puppet master. But Chris Bryant's a grown-ass man. And I'm sure that he's going to take the advice of his agent and then make his own decision. As someone who has an agent, I can tell you that my agent doesn't move unless I tell him to move. And it's the same way for Chris Bryant and Scott Boris. The other part of this, and Sam Fells, who I'm so glad is writing more than just hockey, because he's another one of those guys that I think you need out there kind of on the edges of things. He brought up something that I think is really important. And I think that, that every Cub fan and every baseball fan should consider. I think that after reading Sam's piece, he convinced me that we probably let these owners off the hook too easily when it comes to salary. In the case of Chris Bryant, why wouldn't you want to pay him what the market bears? Why would you let him get to free agency without offering him a deal that he might be able to get on the open market. Same thing with Mookie Betts, that the Red Sox would be okay with trading away an MVP player because they they don't want to pay him. And that's different than can't pay him. The idea that the Cubs were on this timeline because they were going to have to pay Bryant and Rizzo and Javi and Contreras and that they had to do as much winning as possible before those guys became big money people. 
And I think that we very easily fall into, oh, well, that's just smart business. And it is. Like, I understand the, the business aspect of it. But if you have great players and you have, in the case of Bryant, you have drafted and to whatever extent you want to give the Cubs credit for his development, you have drafted and developed an elite player. Why in the world would you let him walk over dollars? Pay that man his money. Give him his money. What the Cubs will tell you is that they don't want to be in the luxury tax. And again, I understand that. That doesn't mean that you then just give away your best players. That you do find a way to get creative. And they're going to, what the Cubs ownership and what Tom Ricketts told you a few weeks ago when he was on Mully and Hall. What they're telling you is that they want to see how fiscally creative Theo and Jed can be. That they feel that not spending money that spending money doesn't guarantee you a championship. And they're right. I I understand that, but that shouldn't just be a, well, we're going to clear the decks and we're going to try to do this thing on the cheap. Back to Bryant. The guy is a great player, and I can't say this enough. He's a great player, and I know that anecdotally, anecdotally, you watch some games and watch some some close and late situations and then extrapolate his failure in a particular situation as if it is who he is as a player. And look, there are clearly times, there are times, there were some bats last year late in the season in games where I wish that he would have taken a different approach to his at-bat. In that particular at-bat, But to me, it wasn't a referendum on who that guy is as a player. That guy as a player is is someone that anyone in baseball would want. It wasn't me who came up with this, but I think that um, I I think that it's it's very well stated. His biggest flaw is that he's not Mike Trout. That Chris Bryant's biggest flaw is that he isn't the greatest player of all time. He just happens to be really great at baseball. And for some reason, there are people who don't appreciate what type of player this dude actually is. It's amazing. And if I was him, I would be mad at the Cubs for the service time thing. And I don't know if that weighs into how he's going to approach this last year, if he gets his uh, grievance heard and, and people agree with him or his last two years. But I know that I'm watching a player that if he was on another team, you'd want desperately. If Chris Bryant was walking around on another squad, you'd be like, how in the world could I get that guy onto my team? So let's let's stop acting like he's not great because he is great. He's a phenomenal player. And I, for one, am completely perplexed at people's inability to see how great of a player he actually is. So when the time comes 
when the time comes for Chris Bryant to get paid, don't reflexively just agree with the Cubs. I know that they make compelling cases. They're some really smart guys that run that organization. Don't just reflexively like, oh, yeah, well, they got to figure out how to free up some money. You are talking about the player that you were waiting for for forever. And when he got to the major leagues, he delivered. And he continues to deliver. Even in a season that people be like, well, he had a down season last year. And even in that season, he hit 31 home runs and 35 doubles. Even in that season. In the season where people get mad at him, he was still a 903 OPS player. Well, he's injury prone. He played 147 games last year. And outside of the 2018 season where he played 102, he's averaged about 150 games a season for the five years that he's been here. It's amazing to me. Like I said, and I will continue to say, if you don't want him, Cub fan, I got a spot for him over on 35th and Shields. I'll help him and his wife pack if they want to move south too. If they want to find a place in the western suburbs or whatever. I can find a spot for Chris Bryant. Whether it's third base, sorry, Yoan Moncada. Or first base, sorry, Jose Abreu. Or right field or left field, sorry, Aloy. You can just be the DH. If you don't want Chris Bryant, he could come play on the south side and be a god. And if and if you're so gung-ho about Chris Bryant not being a Cub, think about how you feel if he was a White Sox. You'd hate every minute of it. All right, I'm done. I just, I don't get it, and I don't know if I'll ever get it. But if you don't want him, Chris, come on home, brother. Come on home. Come on home to the south side. We're getting close. We're turning the corner, I think, as a franchise. I don't know. But you, Moncada, and T.A. in in the infield, let's do it. If Cub fans don't appreciate what you bring to the table, I, I trust me, I guarantee you that Sox fans will. I heard that Chris Bryant has a, a pet rock named Stoney. See, Bryant to the White Sox confirmed. Thanks for listening today.